Hello, star seeds, and welcome to 2023. I did put up a very short episode, uh, basically, which was a Happy New Year message for you uh, on January 1st. But this is the uh, first full uh, official podcast kicking off uh, January and kicking off the new year of 2023. And it seemed um, very uh, beneficial to be doing that uh, and trying to get back on a Thursday schedule because I do know at one point I was kind of just posting with two based on some of the moon schedule, which, you know, the moon's not going to say, Hey, Trish, I'll be new and full, uh, on, so you can do Thursday podcast. Um, but I know I had gotten away from, um, that Thursday, uh, weekly podcast with the way I started doing my recordings, uh, in the second half of 2022. So now that we are in 2023, We've got Mercury retrograde in Capricorn. It seemed like a good time to get back to putting out a Thursday podcast. And this is a very significant day because for this particular Thursday of January 12th, we will have Mars going direct at 3.56 p.m., That is Eastern Standard Time, Um, so you just want to direct, um, you know, make the adjustment for uh, the time zones. Um, Mars has been retrograde in Gemini since October the 30th, and so I know if you are a Gemini sun, uh, a Gemini rising, or, or you have the moon in Gemini, which I do, Um, this is definitely a retrograde that you have felt and you have probably really, uh, I would think felt some of that energy, the end of last week coming into this week as Mars himself has literally slowed down to practically a standstill to get ready to start moving forward. Now, one of the things that is interesting about Mars, and I do think I said this in either the last episode or one of the previous ones, I do know that I've been talking about Mars (laughs) retrograde in Gemini for what seems forever. Um, So the good news is that that conversation will be able to be stopped after this week, Um, but it does It is with a caveat, and that is because it doesn't mean that you are suddenly going to be full of energy and that things are suddenly going to be 100% on the go. Um, And I'm saying that just because what's important to understand with the planet of our energy and our drive um, and our uh, competitive um, spirit is that he's been moving very, very slow since um, the end of December. And this month in January, he will only have moved two degrees by the time we get to the end of this month. He is currently at eight degrees in Gemini. And by the end of the month, he will be at 10 degrees. So he's going to be picking up energy picking up steam every day um, once we get to the um, four o'clock hour on the, uh, in the Eastern time zone. Um, But it's going to take a little time to actually start seeing what, um, you know, Mars direct in Gemini um, can kind of get you back to, Uh, as far as what you may have been doing prior to Mars going retrograde. So, um, you know, keep in mind, he was direct. So you can just think back to prior um, October 30th. What was that like for you? Um, 
when Mars was in Gemini and 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 moving in direct motion. So um, I know just overall, you definitely would have had more energy. I think for Geminis, especially, um, and again, like I said, Gemini risings and um, people that have not only the moon sign, but if you're someone that, you know, has several planets uh, in Gemini, you would have been feeling this energy of almost this, almost this um, slow motion energy. I think on some level, uh, for some people, you might have felt that you were trying to move fast and literally couldn't, couldn't. And that, no, you know, whatever was coming up, um, that it was definitely something that was, you know, almost like pulling at you. So that should start, um, that energy should start uh, dissipating um, as we get, you know, to, into tomorrow and every day moving forward. Um, at least that feeling, I think, and, and for the, especially for energy sensitives that have strong Gemini um, energy, you definitely would um, have been feeling this slowdown. And so I feel, and, and, and almost feeling the, um, the pressure. I mean, I, I actually likened it to almost like this energetic pressure that I was feeling, um, of wanting to get more done than I could. Um, and then really just, you know, reminding myself, this is why, this is why it's okay. Stay positive. Um, and then of course, on top of that, the sign that rules Gemini uh, the planet that rules Gemini, Mercury, went retrograde on the 29th of December. Mercury is in Capricorn, uh, moving through its retrograde period. Uh, the good news is that Mercury will go direct next week. So we have Mars going direct this week um, on Thursday the 12th. Mercury will go direct on the 18th of January. Um and if you really want it to, you know, really understand what a Mercury retrograde, uh, certainly a Mercury retrograde in Capricorn would be like, I think what took place with the um, FAA and the airlines uh, on Wednesday was a perfect example of just a complete meltdown. Um, and I also felt that, um, that Mars retrograde definitely had a hand in that. It was, um, it was definitely something to behold, uh, as it was taking place. Um, and hopefully it's something that will not be happening, uh, again, anytime soon, um, irregardless of a Mercury retrograde or not, but, that definitely was something that you didn't see coming and really just threw a wrench in, um, you know, in everyone's plans. And one of the things that's interesting about that is that happened on the heels of the uh, Mercury trining Uranus. So we have Uranus in Taurus and Uranus is retrograde. So right now we have Mars technically still retrograde. Um, it does not go direct until 3.56 p.m. And even then what happens is it stations, which means it literally will stand still. It's very similar to, um, I heard someone the other day liking it to putting a car, you know, if you're in a car moving forward and then you're putting a car in reverse. But I actually also think of it very much as like, um, you know, a, a large ship that's moving forward. Um, and then it suddenly needs to, you know, go about face. Uh, that is something that in order to have something that, uh, massive, uh, make a turn or to back up, um, it's going to take, it, it's going to take a minute. And so you literally need to slow it down, stop it, put it in reverse and then have it be moving back. Um, and so I feel that's a lot of what's going on with this, uh, Mars retrograde, uh, energy right now. And that's what's going to be happening, 
um, throughout uh, Thursday, throughout uh, the January 12th here. You may even feel some of that. Um, we have a hopefully lucky Friday the 13th <laughs> coming up. So hopefully that will be something that you won't feel too much of a, um, you know, a Mercury retrograde and Mars just trying to come out of the deep slumber that it has been in. But on uh, January the 8th, we had uh, Mercury retrograde in Capricorn trining uh, Uranus, uh, planet of shock and surprise, uh, which is also retrograde in Taurus. Um, and so there was something also about that whole um, situation that happened with the airlines that I thought, wow, that's really feeding off of that energy of now trines are normally supportive, but with um, Uranus, as I say, have said in the past, you have to just be aware of you know, expecting the unexpected. And so, you know, on a long-term basis, this could be very helpful to the airline system because one of the stories that, um, you know, one of the talking points that kept getting repeated after this happened was that, you know, basically our uh, data capability for monitoring airplanes in the sky is outdated. Um, and I kind of felt like on some level, um, with Saturn in Aquarius trying to wrap things up because he's getting ready to move into Pisces come March, um, that this could definitely, you know, and then you had Mercury retrograde in Capricorn, which Capricorn is the sign that wants to let us know what our systems and our structures look like. Um, and so for Mercury and Capricorn um, to be retrograde, trining Uranus and Taurus um, being retrograde, that definitely was something that I've kind of felt that that whole incident was feeding off of that energy. And just to uh, let you know that that trine, that Mercury is making with Uranus is something that is kind of hanging around this month of January um, and has been with us since the middle of December. The first trine that Mercury made um, with Uranus was in um, on December 17th. Um, that was the first trine. Then the second trine just happened on... Sunday, the uh, 8th of January, and then Mercury will go direct and it will have another trine with Uranus on the 29th of January. Um, and so again, and what's going to be interesting about the 29th of January is that both Mercury and Uranus will be direct. Um, and so that will be interesting to see what these two planets in direct motion trining each other, uh, Uranus is considered the higher vibration of Mercury. And so, uh, with a trine again, that's something that is normally very supportive. Um, it is something that what can happen sometimes is it can be so supportive that you may not notice it. And so, when there is a trine that happens, it's something that you have to be aware of that the planets, whatever particular planets they are, that they're going to get together and actually try and offer some kind of opportunity, some kind of help or resource. Um, and that could certainly be, you know, whether there's people coming into your life, whether that's people leaving your life, if that's something that ends up being beneficial to you, um, and whether there's other, you know, resources that that may happen. And again, you know, sometimes, you know, a gift can come from the universe that we initially don't see as a gift. Um, and so that's something to keep in mind with the Mercury-Uranus trines that are taking place um, 
throughout this month is that it could be something that will come as a complete surprise. And hopefully it's something where it's, you know, information or a resource that really helps you in some way. But because it's Uranus, which is the planet of, um, you know, rebellion and freedom and surprise, and it wants to be the catalyst for change. Um, it's very much like lightning. Um, and Uranus actually rules over lightning. And so that's kind of what you're working with whenever you're working with an aspect that any of the planets are making to the, uh, to Uranus, to that particular planet is you're working with lightning. Um, and so hopefully, uh, the next one coming up at the end of the month with both of them will being direct, uh, will not be as disruptive as this one that happened on the eighth was. Um, and like it, what will be interesting too, is that once we get to the end of the month, we will be in a situation where all the planets will actually be in direct motion. Part of what is, you know, we do have, and I know I was talking about it, um, in the end of 2022, we do have a lot of, um, significant changes that are going to be happening in the sky, um, in 2023. And a lot of that, uh, starts in, um, March, but what's important is to understand that January is really a foundational month. Um, and it has a lot of energy shift as well. Um, primarily because we we finally have Mars after 74 days going direct. Um, and so it's, it's, we're in a period, especially with Mercury still being retrograde, where one of the um, things that might be helpful is to say what has um, November and December uh, been like, and, and what have, have, you know, these first 10 days of January been like. And if you can, you know, kind of see what that is for you, especially in the um, area of your life, of your energy, your drive, your courage, how you respond to challenges that come your way, because that's something that this retrograde wanted to show us. It wanted to show us how are you responding when, you know, a, you know, a challenge comes your way just with the daily things in life, because that's part of what Gemini rules over. But then there's also the, you know, Gemini also rules over our communication and social media. And so again, in with this retrograde period, it's very much that how, where are you responding to those kind of aspects while we were dealing with Mars in um, this retrograde phase. You know, Gemini is, um, you know, the planet that's also uh, about curiosity and our versatility. And so it's, you know, how did we handle, you know, having a plan B or a plan C if plan A wasn't working out for you? Um, and so that's one of the things to be able to take some time um, and kind of look back and say, oh, here's what I understand this retrograde period was about. And here's what I can do with that moving forward. Because Mars is going to be in Gemini until March. So he's not um, ready to move out of Gemini anytime soon. And so one of the things that you are going to be um, working with with Mars in Gemini, especially now that it's direct, is you will be working with what came up during the retrograde phase. And so sometimes what happens when a planet goes direct is, you know, you might be thinking, oh, whatever happened is now over and done with. And then what actually happens, especially in the beginning stages of the planet going direct, is that you can find that, oh, the, rep the repetitive message or the repetitive challenge 
or the opportunity that you may have been working with, that that's coming back around in some way and that you need to respond, respond to it. But through the retrograde period, what the planet and, and the universe is hoping is that you have awakened and, and, and your consciousness has uh, changed in such a way that you're going to be responding di- differently than you may have previously. And so that's something um, to be aware of because we definitely have, um, you know, Mars hanging out um, until uh, March 25th. And so it is definitely going to cover indirect motion, motion, the energy and the, um, you know, the, the focus of things that you may have been dealing with since October 30th. Um, and so that is something I definitely wanted to make sure that I share with you. That is also now with Mercury retrograde in Capricorn that, um, and I know in my last episode, and it may have even been in the uh, last uh, episode for 2022, I do know that I said, just to be aware that, um, you know, January was going to have a slow start to the beginning of the new year. I personally am looking at, um, you know, the sun uh, entering Aquarius, and then it's followed right by the new moon in Aquarius. So that 2021st, and even the 22nd, when you have the lunar new year, which begins the year of the rabbit, um, I'm kind of looking to that weekend to be the the real beginning of the uh, new year. And and more importantly, the, the beginning of the traction that you can be making um, with some of the intentions and goals that you have set down for yourself. And that's why the time that we're in right now, between now and the 22nd, um, is a really good time to be, you know, taking the time to say, oh, you know, that goal that I put down or that intention that I put down in 2022 for my health or for my work or for my spiritual self, um, for my family, um, for my relationships, is that, um, is that something that is, do, do you have it? I guess my, my, um, point is, is it something that you have kind of fleshed out in a way where you are able to have a direction of how you want to achieve that particular intention or goal? Um, because obviously, uh, we have different goals and intentions that we set out for ourselves. um, in the different areas of our life. And this is a nice time of year while we've got, you know, some retrograde planets and, you know, the dust coming off of Mars as he, you know, try, you know, begins to move forward to be able to say, oh, here's what I've written down. Let me review this. Let me review the steps um, or the actions that I have in mind as to how, I want to be able to bring this forward and, um, and actually achieve this, um, in 2023. Um, and that's, if it's something that is meant to be achievable in 2023, you may be working with some things that, you know, are going to be longer term. And then it's just a matter of, are you, um, able to be, you know, doing the beginning phases of what you need to this year and then watching it unfold as we move forward in these coming years. Um, And so that's the big energy of this week. It's the big energy. um, It's probably, I don't want to say it's the big energy of this month, but I, it's definitely the, um, in the top two. I mean, Mercury retrograde happens to us three times a year, at least, uh, sometimes four times a year. Um, and so 
we actually find a way to navigate that. But with Mars and Venus, which are also our personal planets, um, that happens, their retrograde periods happen every two years. And so that it's not as familiar to, you know, be in a situation. Um, and again, it, then it's always in a different sign. And so it's the energy of that sign takes on this whole new, um, energy field that you then are working with. And for Gemini, you know, the sign that likes to be, you know, fast, um, likes to be changeable and versatile and curious, um, that is, and social, that's very much, uh, something that has been impactful these last two months. If you've been, um, if your natal chart certainly has strong Gemini energy in it. Um, and like I said in um, some of the previous ones, um, those of you, the neighbors across the axis of, uh, of Gemini, which is Sagittarius, um, have probably felt some of this energy as well, if not as deeply um, as, some, uh, as some of the mutable signs themselves would have felt it, uh, you know, with Gemini being, uh, mutable, you definitely would have, um, you know, Virgo and Pisces, uh, feeling this as well. And so, um, again, not to the degree that Gemini itself, but if anyone's, you know, been wondering why you felt like you had, you know, were more tired or more foggy, um, weren't getting as much done as you're used to, um, you know, less patience than normal, easily frustrated. Those uh, are definitely some of the things that Mars in Gemini would have brought about um, being in a retrograde phase. And so that is part of why that is one of the signature things, um, signature pieces of cosmic energy uh, that we're working with for January uh, of 2023. So that going direct is very important. Um, and then, like I said, we have Mercury going direct on the 18th. Um, and then you will have uh, Uranus going direct on January 22nd. And then that will make that be the last planet that's retrograde. And so then we will spend a period um, from uh, the January 23rd until April, where we will have all the planets moving in direct uh, motion. And that in itself will be important for what it is that we're trying to uh, accomplish and how we're trying to, you know, pick up momentum and, um, and gain uh, momentum in what it is that, um, what you, what you want to be working on. Um, Jupiter, I want to give a quick rundown for some of the other planets. Cause I know, uh, Mars and Mercury have been like one of the top, the top two right now that have been talked about, but we also have Jupiter in Aries and Jupiter is in Aries until May 16th. This is the last time Jupiter is direct Last time Jupiter will be in Aries um, for another 12 years. And so Aries, and, and again, I think even for Jupiter, it's been a little difficult to be able to come out of its retrograde um, and, and move into Aries and then have Mars be in retrograde when Mars is the planet that rules Aries. And so if you are um, an Aries and have found that you don't feel like you've had the traction that you're used to, uh, part of that obviously would be because your ruling planet has been retrograde. Um, Jupiter, our planet of optimism and growth um, and aspiration and, you know, the the planet that really wants to help us grow without us necessarily having to deal with a lot of challenges. Um, being in the sign of Aries 
is just this, um, you know, great momentum of, oh, what is it you needed to get done? Let's get it done. Let's get to work. Um, and that may have been a little difficult recently with Mars, the ruling planet being retrograde um, in Gemini. And so now, um, if you have if you have noticed that happening in your life, now that we've got Mars um, moving forward, getting ready to move forward, we are in a situation where Jupiter itself is going to have um, a bit more ease um, to be saying, oh, where are we at? What is it we um, want to get done here? Um, and and then you yourself may find that you're having an easier time of getting things done. But the big thing to keep in mind for this Jupiter in Aries is this is a great uh, energy to use for the intentions and goals that we have set for ourselves um, for this year. Um, and and what's important is to be able to say, okay, that energy I get to work with for basically just, you know, five more months, um, uh, or four more months. So that's one of the things to really keep in mind because then Jupiter will be departing Aries and will not move back into Aries for another 12 years. Um, and so that is something to, uh, like I said, keep in mind while we have that happening. Um, and then we have, uh, speaking of Mercury uh, being retrograde in Capricorn, you also have the sun uh, finishing, um, it's in its um, final stages of Capricorn. It will enter its last week of Capricorn uh, next week because the sun will move into Aquarius on January 20th. And so we have... Um, the Sun, Mercury, and Pluto all in Capricorn right now. Um, and then we have, and one of the things that's interesting with uh, Jupiter, just to uh, speak to Jupiter for one more moment, and that is that Jupiter itself is only at two degrees in Aries right now. And so it really is this new energy that Jupiter's bringing to the sign of Aries. And the sign of Aries is also about um, initiation and initiating projects and initiating growth. Um, and so that is um, energy that you definitely want to try to harness and certainly harness it in any way you can that will help override um you know, the Mercury retrograde in Capricorn and, you know, the Mars uh, slowdown that has been happening uh, with that planet. Um, and then we have for Capricorn, the Sun and Mercury and Pluto. For Aquarius, Venus moved into our sign of freedom and the inventor, our individual, um, the sign of uh, our individuality. Um, she moved into Aquarius on January 2nd and she will be in Aquarius through January 26th. Um, and she, so right now she is, uh, taking up residence with the planet Saturn who is finishing his stay in, um, Aquarius. He is finishing up his last degrees of Aquarius he, uh, again, will be moving the beginning of March into Pisces. Um, but one of the big things that we will have with um, Venus and Saturn is we will have them um, having a conjunction on January 22nd. Um, I will speak more to that because that particular weekend is definitely a... Um, cosmically charged weekend because you're going to have the sun moving into Aquarius. You're going to have, that's going to happen on the 20th. You're going to have the new moon happening at, um, 
I think it's like three degrees of Aquarius, two or three degrees of Aquarius. I'll get more exact for you on that, on that particular episode. Um, and then you're going to have Uranus moving direct on the 22nd of January and the Lunar New Year kicking off. And then you will have Venus conjunct uh, Saturn on the 22nd of January. And one of the things that I think is really um, helpful with that conjunction is that I think with Venus and the Saturn conjunction is that you're going to have an opportunity to really um, kind of map out the plans that you have that you really feel warrant your attention and your devotion um, and your energy to them and and then also be able to see who is it that you may need to reach out to if it's if that is the situation where you need to be reaching out um, because Aquarius is the sign that where we seek our like-minded where we seek our tribe and so what's interesting is it has this energy of you know, wanting to be, um, you know, a freedom lover, you know, expressing your individuality. But it is also the sign where we want to express that in a way that we feel is going to benefit others. And so one of the things that... um, is going to be interesting with this Venus-Saturn conjunction is that that could be a weekend, especially with this being a new moon uh, in Aquarius, because, you know, suddenly then that weekend Aquarius gets very crowded because we kick off Aquarius season and we'll have the sun in there, the moon in there, Saturn in there, Venus in there. And so that could definitely be a weekend where um, you may find you know, one or more than one people that are going to be like-minded and really be able to help you in some way, you know, grow and evolve. Um, And so that's part of why I think that is the weekend to really feel that you're going to have momentum really starting that weekend with, um, our plans and intentions. And so anything that we can do now to really flesh them out and understand what we see them to be um, and the direction we see that going and then being aware that then that also means that we want to be able to interact with the um, universal energy And that that can always then change up in some way. You know, often um, we have an idea of what we want, how we want it, when we want it. And the universe, you know, can receive that. But then um, in many cases, we'll say, oh, but this is is the better uh, way for you. Or this is the better um, situation to experience or... um, And sometimes that can even mean that, you know, there can be a delay in something um, that for us, we just find frustrating, but the universe will be, oh no, it's meant to be delayed at this time because it's going to be helpful at another time. And so that's the weekend to really be able to kind of release the intentions and, and goals into the universe with this Aquarius new moon, um, you know, and, And really know that you've mapped out a plan that Venus and Saturn and even the sun can support throughout the season of Aquarius as the energy is really picking up and the momentum is going to be really picking up um, for the rest of the year. Um, And so that is definitely something to uh, keep in mind. Uh, Other than that, like I said, we've got the trines that are happening with Mercury and Uranus. And then this particular weekend, 
We have, uh, what's interesting for Friday the 13th, we have the sun having a sextile with Neptune. And I feel, I first off, I love that that's happening on Friday the 13th. Um, because I just feel like that particular aspect itself is a very spiritual aspect. Um, it's definitely a great time to be journaling uh, for what it is that you would like the new year to be. One of the things that I like to do in the new year is write a letter for that particular year with my you know, hopes and dreams and wishes. And then I also take time to, you know, in another, um, you know, usually in my calendar, uh, in my planner, write out the what it is that, um, you know, more extensively what it is that uh, I want to manifest. And the, the resources that I feel that I may need or the ways in which that I'm thinking that I'm going to go with that. Um, but the, the Friday the 13th, um, with this, uh, sextile, um, between the sun and Neptune is definitely a nice time to kind of be, you know, wrapping up any energy that you feel you may have carried in from 2022. It's a great time to kind of be releasing that. We're going to be in the last quarter moon, um, this weekend. And so that in itself is a really good time to be releasing things um, just from the, you know, the Capricorn new moon that took place uh, in December, um, followed by this uh, Cancer full moon that happened on January 6th. And so this is, this is a weekend with this being the fourth, uh, you know, the last moon to really be able to let go of what, where is it that I'm catching the mindset of 2022 or still in the mindset of, you know, old thinking that I don't want to bring into 2023. Um, and so this is a good weekend for that. And the, and the, um, the sun, uh, uh, Neptune sextile is a nice aspect to have for that. And then, um, on the, on Saturday, the 14th, we've got, um, Venus squaring, um, Uranus. Now remember Uranus being in Taurus, that is the Venus ruled sign. Um, but a square can bring some challenge. Sometimes it can bring some tension, um, and of course, with Uranus, it's the, you know, anything goes. So just be aware that could be, you know, that could be a, 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 this could be a weekend or that could just be the day where, you know, someone pops up in your life that you weren't expecting. Um, it could be, you know, someone shows up that you would think, oh, this is the last person I would think I could have a conversation with. And voila, you actually can. Um, and so keep that in mind that with the square between Venus and Uranus, you may end up expanding your consciousness or your horizons that may happen through people. Um, it could even happen where, you know, you may decide this is the weekend you want, you know, to kick off the new year with a whole new look, um, just be careful with that because Uranus is retrograde. So just uh, keep that in mind that sometimes the retrograde state of a planet means that something itself may not be permanent. So if there's any uh, makeovers that are going to happen, just be aware of that. And on that note, I think... Um, I should leave it at that. One of the things that will be taking place, like I said, uh, Mercury will be going direct on the 18th of January. And then we will also have uh, the sun as it's finishing up its last days in Capricorn. It will conjunct with Pluto um, in Capricorn. And so that conjunction will be taking place um, uh, in the morning, actually, on the 18th, um, 
and it will follow probably uh, like an hour after uh, Mercury goes direct. Um, and then, and obviously with the sun and Pluto, you know, uh, that kind of a conjunction, especially with Mercury being retrograde, um, and kind of just coming out of its retrograde, that sun Pluto conjunction could be a situation where, you know, some information that you were not aware of gets revealed to you. Um, because Pluto is a planet that rules over um, hidden things. It rules over secrets. Um, and the sun, obviously, is the planet that is all about our, um, you know, our uh, illumination um, and our success. So the sun and, and our willpower, the sun wants us, to, um, uh, obviously, to do well as, uh, and succeed um, and whereas Pluto, it's not that it doesn't want us to succeed, but Pluto very much, um, you know, there could, you could also on, um, on that day find some power struggles happening because Pluto is certainly the planet that rules over, uh, power and control. Um, and the sun having, ruling over our ego and our willpower, there can be some of that. But I also feel that with Mercury being retrograde uh, in Capricorn, that this could be something where there might be something that just shows up for you that you weren't expecting um, and that it will be information that you may find very helpful. Um, so be aware of that particular day, the 18th, when Mercury's going direct and the Sun and Pluto are meeting up in their conjunction and all of that's happening in the sign of Capricorn, which is all about um, the uh, sign of being, you know, the sign of our systems, our structures, and that's the individual as well as our collective. And so, you know, this could also just be a big day in the news and may not personally impact you. Um, but just be aware of that as we approach uh, next week for that particular day. Again, with Mercury, as it gets ready to go direct, especially those couple days before and that day after can always be a bit uh, challenging. So they can be the days where some things um, could definitely be uh causing issues, whether it's miscommunication, delays, but also keep in mind, you know, I, I, my heart goes out to uh, our neighbors in California. Um, you are in my prayers, uh, any of you that are listening to this uh, podcast, um, because Capricorn is the sign of structure uh, and foundations. It's it's one of the building um, signs. Um, and to see what's happening with the storms and how it's just, you know, washing away homes and roads and bridges um, in California. Uh, it is something that is humbling um, to see what nature is capable of. And it makes you wonder, is that something it's trying to do? Is, is, is Mother Earth needing to do that to try and have bring herself back into balance? Um, you know, I don't know. There's just a lot of uh, damage that's taking place out there. And to be in a situation where they were in a drought um, and now, you know, the state's almost being washed away, um, it is um, definitely a, a, a moment where you're just like, wow, you know, where, you know, you can see hurricanes and things. And, and I know for me personally, uh, I'm always in awe of what Mother Nature can do. Um, and I never take for granted what she's capable of. Um, but when you're watching just um, almost this relentless bearing down on one particular state, um, which is what normally happens in, you know, the 
um, fire season, which, you know, I mean, to even say that, you know, there's a season that a state has that they call a fire season, you know, I'm not sure how, um, you know, normal or accepting we should be of that um, when we're talking about how to, you know, be working with, um, you know, Mother Earth. And so that's something, though, that um, I've been thinking about um, with uh, Capricorn because of the fact that I know, um, you know, that is the sign of the builder. It's, it's, and it's a sign that wants you to be able to build something that, uh, will stand the test of time. Um, and obviously right now what's happening in California, things are not able to be standing the test of mother nature, um, and the power that she is, uh, unleashing, uh, on that state. So keep, uh, Californians in your prayers, um, and help in any way possible. Uh, and I will wrap it up there. And, uh, I'm very happy to have this, um, first podcast for January of 2023. Uh, I, like I said, I'm a Gemini moon, so I have felt this Mars, retrograde in that sign. And so there are things I am working on. Uh, obviously everything's been taking a little longer than I, uh, would like it to, or have wanted it to. Uh, so that's part of why I'm looking forward to the weekend of January 20th. Um, but, um, you know, just uh, getting this back out there and getting things up and, and moving again is definitely um, something that feels good. And I think I can already feel the energy and uh, just lightening a little, knowing that uh, Mars uh, is done, is getting ready to wrap up its uh, uh, retrograde. So everyone take care, be safe. Uh, make your intentions and your plans and your goals. Take time to review them. That's part of what Mercury retrograde in Capricorn would be asking of you now to really say, what is it that I want to do? And what's, how do I do this so that it, um, you know, is something that has a real foundation to it. Um, and on that note, um, you can um, follow me on Facebook under Trisha Morrissey and under Rooted in Starlight. And you can also follow me on Instagram under Trisha, T-R-I-C-I-A dot Morrissey, M-O-R-R-I-S-S-E-Y dot 31. And if you are interested in a calendar or information on... Um, a tarot reading, um, tarot readings or chart readings, you can email me at rootedinstarlight at gmail.com. Rooted in Starlight is all one word. Um, I want to thank you all for tuning in. Um, and I look forward to what can be accomplished and how we can all grow and evolve this year, working with the universe and working with the um, timing and the themes that they are offering to us um, throughout this year. Um, so thank you. And remember, reach high for the stars lie hidden in your soul. Thank you, everyone.